KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Uh, Here with you until noon, uh, talking sports with you on a show that's uh, got a lot of college football conversation coming up. Ready or not, college football is, uh, I saw Trent that in your uh, tease to the, not tease to the show, but on the outline of the show, he called it kind of a quasi-football Friday. We're getting there. Seven weeks, maybe a tad early for a football Friday, but we're going to talk a lot of college football and looking forward to it. Seth Gruen, who is a regular guest of David Kaplan on his uh, Chicago Sports Talk uh, show on Channel 665 on DirecTV. He's got a podcast, uh, covers the Big Ten, and we'll uh, have Seth Gruen on here at about 1020 or thereabouts. Bama Bob's going to slide on in here. Did this exercise last year and I thought it was fun and I thought it made you think a little bit and what we're going to do is we're going to go around the power five conferences and we're going to uh, eliminate for instance well in the SEC if not if not Georgia or Alabama who if not Ohio State and Michigan who if not Oklahoma Texas who is it who or whom whom that's my thought whom I think whom? Whom? I'm going to go whom. Um, stand alone in the Pac-12, Washington, and stand alone in the ACC, oh, well, yeah. Clemson. Uh, so we'll do that with Bama Bob coming up and uh, just kind of dip our toe a little bit into college football. The St. Louis Cardinals play here. Lance Lynn used to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Yes, Remember he that? did. What has gotten into him, Trent? He stunk. He's got the he's got the most wins in baseball. Well, remember a year ago he signed very late in spring training. Not, when was he a twin? That was two years that ago. That was right? last year. Was last year. That was okay. last year. They went out, they got him late. They also got Logan Morrison late. They were both unmitigated disasters because they didn't have spring training. It, it okay. was just bad. Yep. And, and when he got traded away from the twins last year, he was okay. He was certainly better than he, he was go? in Minnesota. Yanks? Oh, yes, I think so. I think so too. Yes. He was better, but still not great. Yeah. But he's pumping it up there 98. Watch it last night. I did too. He looked like a completely different guy than the. Train wreck I saw a year ago in Minnesota. No, he was. I I, I can't get over this. Uh, I mean, we're talking about juice baseballs, right? And the right. advantage the hitters have. Lance Lynn is uh, defying those odds. Uh, you send your update, or maybe it was part of the uh, the play by play tied a season high mm-hmm. eleven strikeouts. He's done Pretty it before good. this year. That's right for uh, for Lance Lynn. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk Cardinals with our buddy Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. We'll take a peek at KXNO's MLB team as they get set for their uh, second half. Uh, they will. Uh, host the Arizona Diamondbacks. I want to talk about that in a second, not that series particularly. But we've got some great series this weekend. Really do. Some uh, impactful series to start the second half, including your twins in Cleveland. Uh, we'll touch on that uh, here in a second. And then uh, since we did the Big Ten in hour number one, we will do the Big 12 in hour number two. Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports will join us as we uh, kind of preview media days a little bit. Uh, they're coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we'll take a look at the Big 12 with Pete Mundo, and it's Friday, so that means we will give away barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Have you seen, did you take a look at the list that I sent you earlier? The games, I haven't had a chance to peek at them yet. It's kind of one of those July deals, Trent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wimbledon is in it. Ooh. I like Wimbledon. Do you? I do. Is, is, is that Brinson rubbing off on you? No, no. I've always enjoyed tennis. For me, it was Agassi mm-hmm. into Sampras. With or without his hair? Without. 
That's okay. where it started. With you? That's where he yeah, started? Yeah, that'd be the Reeboks. Oh, he had a mane, man. Yes. He had a head of hair on him. Some and then wild by, overnight, boom, it was gone. <laughs> yes. Wild designs on the shoes, so I thought he was pretty cool growing right. up. Growing up in Las Vegas, right? He's a Las Vegas yes, kid. Yes, Pretty sure. I've always enjoyed tennis. I like really? playing tennis. I had a couple of buddies in high school. We go and we kind of knew the rules somewhat. We probably <laughs> screwed some things up, but we didn't even have yeah, tennis in my high school. exercise, right? Right, right. It was just it's a fun thing to go out mm-hmm. and do. Me and the wife get up. Now, not now. She's eight months pregnant. Yeah. I, I, I like your chances, by the way. <laughs> I think I could get her. Yeah. A couple of baseline winners there. I think so, too. <laughs> get her on the run. It might be trouble. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to do that. So, um, look, I, I used to like it in the 70s. You know, Connors and McEnroe and Borg. And it was probably 70s into the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Everett and Navratilova. And even Steffi Graf. Uh, she was terrific. Who was the grunter? The got that Monica Sellis. Remember oh, that? Oh, yes. Yes. The no guy doubt. that... Uh, Crazy things you remember. The guy that stabbed her, I think his last name was Gunther, maybe? Sounds right, yes. I think so. I think he's a German dude. Uh, But Monica Sellis, she was the grunter, wasn't she? Yes, yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah, I'm not into tennis. Not into tennis. We got Nadal Federer here in within 10 minutes. Today they play in the semi? They do. Well, that's pretty good. That does it for you. Yeah, I mean, I just... in the studio? mm, It's on now. Okay, you're good. It's on now. It's on ESPN. Well, you look at the TV, or no. are you going to be looking at the computer series? <laughs> uh, I had no idea it was on. I just looked up, and there it is. Uh, three versus two, and Nadal versus Federer. Uh, look, at least I know those names. I'm just not. I'm just not into it. Yeah, I was in the past, um, but eh, uh, not so much anymore. Coco didn't do it for you. Her run, yeah, I mean, it's a great run. I, yeah. I certainly kept up on her story, but you weren't going to uh, sit no, down and watch. No, she beat who? Venus Williams. Yeah. Uh, and Serena's playing for the championship, so we'll do the women's uh, final tomorrow. Boy, Zach Johnson, what has happened? To now we switch sports. Yes, uh, he doesn't <laughs> Were play tennis. Were we talking about him on the tennis court? Yeah, he, he, maybe that maybe should have because the golf game has eluded him. Man, he is struggling to make the cut at the John Deere Classic, where it's he's dominated. his tournament. Yes, goes out there, knows the course as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. Plays well. I mean, it just it is picturesque for his game, and the fields also have helped throughout the years. Not always the strongest fields True. over there. Yeah. A lot of young guns, though. A lot well, of guys you know what we'll they've be talking done, about. They, what they've done to help bump up the field a little bit, and this is, and I don't know who pays for this. I don't know if it's the British Open. I probably did at one point, but I don't remember now. The fact that they have a uh, a charter sitting over there for the guys that as soon as the tournament is over on Sunday, within a couple of hours, um, they're on the charter and they're headed to uh, to the British Open, which is smart because you know if you're it's it's the week before a major. And oh, by the way, it's not in the, you know, part uh, of the fifty states. You've got to go across the pond to get to this one. So, uh, it has helped elevate the field a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people are into it. A lot of people like this tournament. Go over and, and spend some time uh, with this tournament. But boy, oh boy, Zach might be uh, home for the weekend. In fact, one of the things I sent you for Claxons is: Will Zach finish in the top twelve? Oh, may have to adjust that. I think we're going to have to adjust. Maybe that big top time. twenty-five, top twenty. Because let, let me look where will he is he make right the now. Cut? I think he will. Zach Johnson. Two under was the projected cut when I. Oh, it was, was two under. Well, then yes. maybe he won't. He's going to be in trouble at that because he's even. Yes. Yeah, he got one back here this morning. Uh, so far in his round, two but, under yeah. is the projected cut. And uh, a guy that I'm rooting for is having a great day. Five hundred no, already. No, no, I'll be honest. A guy that you bet. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. I I didn't put any money on this. Believe it or not, the way okay. I, I looked hard for a while, I decided not to fire Harold Varner. From the PGA, had that meltdown on the fourth round. Remember him? No. African-American fella. What tournament? At, at the PGA at the Championship. At the PGA? Yeah. He was in contention. He was in the final group. 
And then he went oh, up and shot like he, an 80. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. yes, I do. I mean, I don't remember the name, but I remember the circumstance. Yeah, boy, that was... Eesh. So he's uh, he's in third right now. I'm got to root for. All right. Well, maybe I should switch out Zach Johnson and your guy Harold Varner. Will he win it? Will he finish in the top five? Well, maybe that Will should be the question. Will have a fourth round meltdown again? Uh, anyways. A meltdown in Silvis is a little bit different than a meltdown <laughs> yeah. in PGA. That's right. There's only four of those majors uh, after all. So you watched some of the baseball last night. Yes. I did as well. I wish it would have been a better game. Yeah. Uh, they had the A-team there. They being mm-hmm. ESPN, they had the A-team in attendance last night. You know, I guess I didn't realize this until last night, listening to the broadcast. Um, and, and where you're, you know, the, I, w- I wondered why. Um, that uh, the Rangers are building a new ballpark, right? right. They're, they're, they're one that they're playing in right now is it's 25 new. years old. It's new. But there's no lid. There's no roof. In Dallas. Yes. And yesterday was the warmest game of the year. I've seen two games, two or three games in Dallas. Um, McClellan got me tickets twice, and there was a Big 12 event uh, when I was down covering the Big 12 media days, and that ballpark is a sweat box, not only for the players, but mm-hmm. for the fans and watching the fans uh, in the seats last night trying to shade themselves, oh, you know, trying to get anything. You know, you go to the concession stands, you buy one of the, or you buy something, you want one of those carry trays so you can get back to your seat. Yeah. It becomes a makeshift uh, sunblocker, if you will. But they're putting a roof on it, and that's probably the right thing to do. And now I understand. Why the building was going to be, um, you know, is, is ruled obsolete after seemingly 25 years. Cause I've been in the private boxes. The Big 12, at least, um, two of the years we were out there, mm-hmm. uh, Peralta and I were out there. Um, was Brent, was Brinson and I there? I don't remember, but I know Matty P and I were there a couple I'm sure of Jimmy B was chasing a lot of stories. Yeah. He's a busy guy at those events. Brinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it was a it was a fun era. Uh, but uh, but the, the private suites they're really nice. It's not like they don't you know because you knock a lot of these buildings down because there's not enough corporate opportunities, yes. right? This isn't one of them. But I get the fact that why they're doing it. I guess it was cheaper to build from scratch as opposed to putting a lid over the existing stadium. Isn't that know. crazy? Yeah, seemingly it's, it's over a billion dollars yeah. for the new one point six or something. It's right next door. There's text, there's money down there in, uh, in, in yes, the Dallas Fort Worth indeed, area. There is. Now you told me yesterday that the boys, the, the, the crew that's going down to cover the Big 12, the Iowa State media, if you mm-hmm. want to call them that, um, are going to take in a game on, are they Sunday night baseball or Sunday afternoon? Sunday afternoon. What is the night game this week? Uh, Dodgers Red Sox, I believe. Oh, that's really good. That's yes. part of Claxons. Oh, it is. Yes. Uh, the, the series is. Yes. Good find there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're going to be going to the game though, so it'll be, Tommy Birch, Randy mm-hmm. Peterson from the Register. Mm-hmm. Mont's going. Dylan Mont's. Yep. Halstead going. Alex Halstead. And who's the fifth? There's five, I thought. Anybody else from Fanatic? What's the tall kid's name? Oh, well, Jared? Chris. Chris. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that guy from Fanatic. <laughs> the Fanatic. Stansberry, he's not going? Nope, don't think so. I think Chris mm-hmm. is going on a solo mission for that one. In fact, uh, we got to talk to Chris here today and get him set up when we're going to be able to get him next week. Good from stuff. Dallas. Well, certainly we'll be covered because we'll have uh, Dylan on Monday, mm-hmm. get Chris on Tuesday, and Halstead wants his plane lands on Wednesday before we head on out of here. Now you're driving. I got a flight for 189 bucks. I wish I would have. This was one of those pregnant wife situations. I got you. Well, because she was going like go to go for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now, in the eighth month. Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable sitting mm-hmm. in a car for five and a half hours, and she also has to stop a few times and stretch the legs. <laughs> no, and, yeah, amongst other things. Yeah, so because of that, eh, how about you just go over, mm-hmm. do your work, come back, and that's what I'm going to do. Because, Trent, um, 
It's seventy bucks a night to park in Chicago. Isn't that so so crazy? You're, you're, if you're there Wednesday and Thursday night, you're hooked a buck forty plus whatever they charge you on Friday, which I'm assuming will probably be another seventy. Mm-hmm. You're hooked two ten just to park your car. I'm flying for cheaper than that. Now I do have to get an Uber from O'Hare, mm-hmm. which is thirty bucks, thirty bucks, thirty five bucks to uh, down to, to the Magnificent Mile, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know you're, even if you you know you took your car and you parked at a hotel you're just not like you're going to drive it to the right uh, the event so not good planning on your part I know, tc i know i wish wish i would have got that 189 flight, bucks on american when i when i uh bought it three weeks well you alerted me to i it. did yes I, I was right on top of that a little bit more expensive now i, I look last yeah i know it's well over goes. 300 now. Yeah, indeed. All right, uh, so to start the second half of the baseball season, again, we're college football heavy, especially uh, Seth Gruen's coming up in, what, five minutes? Get mm-hmm. Seth in here, then Bama Bob at uh, 1040s. We'll talk college football with our buddy Bama Bob. Big 10 conversation in 10 o'clock hour. Big 12 in the 11 o'clock hour. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. And yes, as we said, Brian Walton will help us out on the uh, KXNO's MLB team, which is, I think, going to help out Andrew Downs. And when I say that is I don't think, I know what it's like to try and, because KXNO's got a ton of programming. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wild are coming back in. Yeah. They've got the Wolves. Uh, uh, the Wolves. We've, they've got the Friday Night Football Scoreboard Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to do Andrew Downs a big favor. And what I mean by that is bow out prior to postseason. No playoffs. Because it's a logistical nightmare trying to squeeze everything in. I remember those days well, and you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. Making those phone calls to corporate, making those phone right. calls to the different organizations mm-hmm. that this is what we're going to do. The Getting people. down on your knees and begging Van Harden to park the Cardinals on WHO for yeah, a playoff. Yeah. Help us out, throw us a bone type of thing. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the, at least how it used to be the case. I'm assuming it still is. Um, but I don't think that they're, do you? I don't see them as a playoff team. They, but it's the central. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's not bad. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Just average. More likely to contend. Reds, Pirates. And I mean contend. Not, not Maybe not for the division, mm-hmm. but be in that wild card conversation, I guess. I'm not sure the, the runner-up in the Central Division is going to be a wild card team. But Reds or Pirates, which of those two rosters do you like better? I think it's the Reds. It is for me, too. You know, Josh Bell has been ridiculously good, and they've uh-huh. got some, some young guys that have popped up for the Pirates, but... Yeah, the Reds talked about him. You look at that pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You, you've talked a lot about Luis Castillo, Castillo, but it's not just him. No, there's more. You're right. There, there's gray. more there. Yes. It's Eddie gray Grace. versus gray tonight. I saw that uh, kind of an anomaly in uh, MLB as the uh, Reds will head out to the Mile High City uh, to take on the uh, Rockies. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We'll come back. As we said, a lot of college football conversation in the program today. Seth Gruen joins us next. His podcast is... Big Ten, Big Ten Unfiltered. Big Ten Unfiltered, and he is the host of that. See him a lot with Cappy during the fall months, talking college football with uh, David Kaplan on his show that airs either 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. They kind of move it around a little bit, uh, but Cappy is the uh, the host of that program. Seth Gruen joins him a lot there. But Seth covers the Big Ten. We'll do that. I'm anxious to pick his brain on the Big Ten East. We've done so much Big Ten West. We have. I want to get some uh, get some insight out of him on the Big Ten East. Bama Bob 1040, Miller and Condon until noon, Des Moines Sports Station 1460. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO.
All right, welcome back. As promised, a ton of college football conversation here on a Friday. Seth Gruen momentarily. Uh, you see him with our buddy David Kaplan on Chicago Sports Talk, a regular guest there. We'll tell you about his podcast. Bama Bob coming up this hour. Uh, Pete Mundo in the 11 o'clock hour. Look forward to that as well. Uh, let's get Seth in here. Seth, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Seth Gruen, how are you? Good. How about you guys? Long time no talk. It has been, but uh, it's about to. We're going to uh, obviously ratchet this up a little bit as we get ever closer uh, to college football season. You know, Trent and I, uh, we we spent a ton of time obviously on the Big Ten West, which is such a crapshoot. Really want to pick your brain on the East. As I was crossovers, they got a couple of toughies uh, this year, and admittedly, they were due. Uh, Michigan, Penn State show up along with Rutgers. So in the East, this seems like that this is the year that a lot of people. Believe Believe that Harbaugh is finally going to get over the hump and knock off Ohio State. Are you buying Michigan, Seth Gruen? You know, I've never been that high in Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I think when you look at his record, just in big games in general, and that's not just against Ohio State, but against Michigan State and Notre Dame last year, um, he hasn't favored very well. And we, we've got a pretty nice sample size at this point. So, you know, if, if you're asking me to pick Michigan, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, could he possibly break through? Does, do there, does there seem to be an opening on that side of the conference? Yeah, but I just don't believe in Jim Harbaugh, the big game coach. I believe in Jim Harbaugh, the recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in Jim Harbaugh, the, the guy who has the ability to develop some players, um, though he obviously hasn't done that uh, to the level of expectation at the quarterback position. Um, but I, I just don't believe in Jim Harbaugh, the big game coach. And, and, and at the end of the day, um, I still think it's, it's it's probably more likely than not that, that they'll fall, fall short against Ohio State in that last game of the season. Mm. Their in-state rival, Michigan State, a down year for them last year as they fell to 7-6. and six. But the last three times this has happened under D'Antonio, where they've uh, taken a big step back, they've come back the following year and won double-digit games. The road schedule for the Spartans is really difficult. Have to go to Ohio State, Wisconsin, back-to-back weeks. They travel to Michigan along with an early road test at Northwestern in conference play. But do you see a bounce-back year out of the Spartans this year, or is this a program trending in the wrong direction? No, no, I think the arrow points up for them, Trent. You know, uh, I think when you talk about Mark D'Antonio, you're, you're, you're really talking about probably one of the most overlooked coaches in the country. Um, you know, they did have that bad year after they went to the college football playoff, but a lot of that um, was predicated on some off-the-field stuff. A um, little bit of a toxic locker room, according to several reports, and depending on which ones you believe. But to me, he's one of the premier coaches, not just in the conference, but in college football. And, and I could easily see this Michigan State team surprising some people and getting Indianapolis out of the East. Interesting. Seth Gruen is our guest. Of course, Seth Gruen, uh, Big Ten Unfiltered is the podcast. And as we mentioned, sits beside our buddy David Kaplan regularly on Chicago's uh, Sports Talk Chicago. Seth, I've been uh, going down this path for the last couple of months since I really started to zero in on college football. And an Iowa schedule in particular. And there's Penn State and everybody's, you know, chalking that up potentially other than Michigan or Iowa State is there legit clearly. But uh, that this Penn State team is salty. I'm not sure they're going to be back to back. Um, uh, rushers that they've had to replace. I mean, Barkley was elite. Sanders kind of flew under the radar and had over a thousand yards. McSorley is gone this year. I'll give you the fact that I like uh, that the Penn State defense is better, but I'm not so sure that Franklin's going to have the type of year that many are expecting. Where are you on Penn State? 
Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. I mean, when you talk about all those names that, that they've lost, and, and obviously Trace McSorley is the biggest among them, but Miles Sanders, too, I think had he not been behind Saquon Barkley, he would have been a lot more heralded heading into last season. But, you know, it was always an uphill battle for him. He was a talented back. So I think offensively, they'd probably take a step back. And James Franklin's the guy, um, you know, who hasn't had the greatest of defenses at Penn State. Um, you know, so to expect, you know, that, that they'll get better, I don't know that that's the case. Um, but at the end of the day, I do believe that, you know, you touched on Iowa. I think that this is, this is a different Iowa team. They're built differently. Um, you know, I think Kirk Ferentz has is, is, is really loosened the reins on the offense. And, and Trent, we've talked about this a lot, that, that they're just going more vertical. I feel like if they get down 10, 14 points in a game, it's not unquestionable that they could claw their way back just because of their willingness to air it out, stretch the field a little bit more, and modernize that offense. Um, so, you know, I know Iowa's got somewhat of a tough schedule, um, but at the end of the day, just, just by virtue of philosophical change, um, you know, you feel like they're going to be even more competitive than they have in the past. Well, let's jump over as a whole to the Big Ten West and. Nebraska, I think three of the four main publications had them as the division winner. We've talked this summer, though, a lot, Seth, about the six teams outside of Illinois in the division. You can make a compelling case for each and every one of those six, I think, to be the division winner this year. Have you stepped out? Have you made your pick? Who do you have winning the Big Ten West? Yeah, no, I, I have not made a pick yet. Um, and and don't necessarily plan to today, but what's... <laughs> What's, what's interesting um, about this division is just a couple of years ago, you know, you saw nothing but daylight for a Wisconsin program mm-hmm. that just seemed head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, and then you saw what Northwestern was able to accomplish last season by getting to that championship game. Um, and I think it's a really well-coached division. I think Pat Fitzgerald could have that team competitive again. Um, you know, Iowa obviously is in the mix. I think the the Nebraska pick, and obviously a lot of the odds makers, mm-hmm. not only love Nebraska to, to potentially go to that Big Ten championship, but to win it and, and mm-hmm. potentially get to a college football playoff. When you look at their odds to win a national championship, a lot of that obviously is tied up, tied up in, in you know just incredible confidence in Scott Frost and what he was able to do at UCF as the head coach there and even as an offensive coordinator at Oregon. Um, he's done an incredible job recruiting. We know about Adrian Gonzalez and and what he's able to accomplish and what he's able to do on the field or what he's been able to accomplish at the high school level, even though, um, you know, he was hurt one of those years. And then, you know, obviously to come to Nebraska and, and get such early PT um, is really going to pay dividends down the line. Is it going to pay dividends this year? I don't know. There's still a lot of questions surrounding that Nebraska program. I mean, until you've been able to do it, um, it it's hard to sit there and predict that, you know, they're going to be leaps and bounds better. Um, and as good as they need to be to get to in it, get get to that championship game. Um, but I would agree with you, Trent. It's a really, really crowded field, and it's going to be, uh, you know, one of the great uh, theaters, should we say, in, in college football this year. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be terrific. Seth Gruen is our guest. Seth, uh, amongst those teams that certainly have a fighter's chance is Purdue, uh, and uh, Elijah Sindelar is a guy that. 
Man, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. And David Blau, I thought he had a really kind of under-the-radar career there. I don't think he got the love maybe that he should have. He fought some injuries in his own right. But now it's Sindelar's job. Uh, Jeff Brom is among the best coaches, I think, in college football. I really do. Uh, this Purdue team, can they sneak up and be a factor in this thing when it's all said and done? Would you fall off your chair if it's Purdue who comes out of the West? Yeah, I, I, I probably would. I mean, I think... You know, t- to me, it's more about Iowa. It's more about Northwestern. It's more about Wisconsin. Um, it's more about Nebraska. And we'll see, you know, how things shake out amongst those four teams. You know, I think Purdue is, is, is just a hair worse um, than those four. Um, you know, and, and I'd agree with everything you said. Um, but, again, at the end of the day, I just think, you know, those that four aforementioned teams have just a little bit more firepower. Even though we saw a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football um, kind of emerged for Purdue last year. One of those, one team you didn't mention that's getting some love as well is Minnesota. There's people mm-hmm. picking the Gophers this year, as you well know, Seth. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, fans have been patient there. They've been waiting for P.J. Fleck to sort of re-engineer that program. And and look, again, you know, not, not, not to borrow too much from another sport, but when you look at that Big Ten West, I, I, I think the, out, the preseason outlook to an extent is a lot like the AL Central. I know, I know Trent's happy that it hasn't <laughs> played out that way. Um, but I, I think w- when, when you look at it, it's such a crowded field that y- y- you don't necessarily look at each team by virtue of the talent that they have on their roster, but just to the extent that it's so close and you feel like it, it really comes down to whoever is able to bring it more on Saturdays. Um, you know, so I understand that pick, but at the end of the day, you know, again, really, really believe in, um, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, um, and uh, Nebraska. Well, the team that you didn't mention is your alma mater, Illinois. Hmm. Dead man walking for Lovey this year. Is this it? Is uh, four and eight last year? Great game against Minnesota. Dreadful performance against Iowa. Illinois, though, last year for Lovey in your mind. Yeah, I mean, it just hasn't worked out. I think the way. Josh Whitman expected. Look, you know, I, I, I can't criticize him for going out and making that move because with where the Illinois football program was when he kind of took it over, um, and I'm talking about Josh Whitman, where, where he took it over, um, you know, just maligned after sort of that Tim Beckman era, just down in the dumps. I, I don't know that you could have gone out and found a better guy. Um, I, I'm not sure that P.J. Fleck wanted that job. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I think it was a home run hire for them at the time. And I think Lovey Smith has done something in recruiting that have given Illini fans like myself reason to be optimistic. Um, but at the end of the day, college football is so much about fit. And I don't know that Lovey Smith's a great fit mm. at the college level. Um, and at the end of the day, I think it's bowl or bust for him. I think if they do get to a bowl game somehow, um, you know, it, it, he'll, he'll get another year. If they don't, um, you know, I think Josh Whitman and Illinois are going to look to move on. And, and, and I don't know who's, who, 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 who's going to be available for them. Um, but, you know, they, they really need to, I think, find that, that young up-and-coming coach who sees value in the job, value in the ability or the opportunity, um, you know, to build a program uh, within a competitive division now. Um, and potentially the opportunity if you do things right 
in the next, you know, two, three years to be a little bit more competitive and maybe be in the conversation that we're having about teams um, in that division who could potentially contend for a Big Ten title. Hmm. Last thing for you, speaking of titles, uh, does the Big Ten champion uh, have a an opportunity to play in the college football playoff this year, Seth? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, you know, when, when you kind of look at the landscape overall, obviously, you know, the SEC is going to get worn just because everybody loves them. You know, again, you look at Clemson coming back, that's two spots right there. Yep. And then I just got to believe with how good Oklahoma and both Texas are going to be this year that the Big 12 is going to get one. You know, you, you, so we're, we're talking about looking over at the Pac-12. I, I believe the answer is probably yes. Um, but I think obviously what we've seen over the past couple of years um, leaves that question in doubt. At the end of the day, you know, you're, you're talking about climbing into the minds of, of committee members <laughs> right. who are voting, which is very difficult to do. And it seems to be that the perception of the Big Ten maybe isn't where it should be, that they don't give a lot of credit or a lot of credence to the fact that it is a competitive conference um, and just want to see someone dominate like an Ohio State. Um, you know, hopefully that that's changing this year. I think it should. Unfortunately, you know, you talk about context, you know, you, you, as we did with the Big Ten West, I think in context it, it's an uphill battle for the Big Ten. Just because you gotta believe, you know, I, I believe either Texas or Oklahoma goes, and you know someone goes from the SEC, and you know Clemson is probably gonna go. So that only leaves one spot. So, so it's really a tough position for the conference to be in. No doubt about it. Seth Gruen, you can hear his podcast, uh, Big Ten Unfiltered. You can also see him with our buddy David Kaplan, Chicago Sports Talk, Sports Talk Chicago on, uh, NBC Sports Chicago, right? Channel 665, you got it. You got it. indeed, on DirecTV. Seth, thank you for what you did for us. Appreciate it. We uh, we'll hope to see you next week in Chicago, and we'll talk throughout the season. Thank you, Seth. You got it, guys. Good to talk to you. Seth Gruen uh, joining us here as we talk college football. You want to talk some more college football? All right. Do I have to twist your arm? Nope. I didn't think so. Bama Bob next. Miller and Condon till noon. Claxons before we get out of here. Don't forget about that. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX, and more college football, and still more college football in the 11 o'clock hour. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports on the Big 12. Uh, between that, we'll get to Brian Walton on the Cardinals. Bama Bob joins the program. Uh, you'll be hearing a lot more from Bama Bob in the weeks to come. We're seven weeks out from that uh, lid lifter. The 24th, we're two games, Florida-Miami. And I'm going to throw the Arizona-Hawaii game on oh, the slot of course. as well. Slate, rather. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, Bama, good to talk to you. You know what? Before we get to college football, I want to say this. I know you're a, you're a quasi NBA fan and your team is the Thunder. Man, I feel for you, brother. Uh, yeah. George gone, Westbrook gone. What have you got? The Thunder have eight first round picks or something crazy like that. Uh, in addition to what they'll get in the next eight years. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. I mean, Kenny, this, it's just stunning how this has happened so quickly. I mean, uh, you know, a week ago, uh, you think with Durant obviously leaving Golden State, Clay Thompson hurt, clearly brings the Warriors back to the pack. I mean, that that whole Hamptons Five era is gone. Mm-hmm. Kawhi doesn't sign with the Lakers, uh, you know, to form that super team. Um, you know, Denver's better. Utah is really better. Really love. I, I love Denver and, and Utah, what they've done. 
But you think Oklahoma City's got a chance. You know, they got Westbrook, they got George, they got Adams, you know, coming back, Jeremy Grant. Everybody's gone. I mean, this, within a week, it's a total teardown. And, it, you know, it's all LeBron's fault. I mean, it really goes back to LeBron because if he doesn't make that block in Game 7 against the Warriors, that team probably wins a championship. There's no way they break up a 73-win uh, NBA champion historic team. They probably re-signed Harrison Barnes, who was the odd man out to let him sign Durant. Durant never leaves OKC, and who knows what happens. But it's just stunning how this has gone down, and, and just the power that players have in this league is just unparalleled anywhere else in sports. I mean, Kawhi says, hey, I want Paul George to come with me. Paul George, with three years left on his deal on OKC, goes to the Thunder and says, hey, I want out. It's crazy. Um, and that they accommodate him, and now Westbrook's gone, and off we go. I will say this on the accumulating picks. I mean, that was what Danny Ainge's strategy was in Boston, and that hadn't worked out so far yet. Likewise so, uh, in the, with the Sixers, too. They had a bushel, a bushel yeah. of picks. Exactly. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I don't care how good those picks are, and, you know, we'll, we'll, they'll judge, you know, over the next five, six years, you know, how they are. There, there, there will never be another team, I don't think, in NBA history. Think about the three drafts, consecutive drafts that OKC had with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Three future MVPs all in one draft. They made the finals with all of them under 24 years of age, and that's the only time they went to the finals. They traded Harden right after that, and the rest is history. This this will be a 30 for 30. This will be the dynasty that never was. <laughs> yeah, kind of like on, on the hills of the Orlando Magic, yeah, right? Yeah. When they had the two, uh, yeah. won the lottery back to back years. Well, let's get into college football, Bama. I do feel yep. for you. I also feel for our friends yeah. to the north, too. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, I feel bad for him. His, his team's just yeah, yeah. be a PU. He's just going to. He's stuck in purgatory right now. Indeed, because of that Wiggins contract. All right, we did this last year, Bama. I enjoyed it. We thought we'd bring it back this year. We've only got, what, 13, 12 minutes, so we're going to have to scoot along here. We can all get Mm long-winded on college football. Um, But we we allowed ourselves. We did it in the middle of July, which we're doing again, and we can revisit it before... It starts, but we're going to toss out the two teams in most conferences that seemingly like one of these two is going to win it. And the question is, if not them, who? So let's start in the SEC. We're going to throw out Georgia. We're going to throw out Alabama. If not them, and Bama, we'll start with you before we get Trent in here and Alupine as well, and then we'll move on. If not Georgia or Alabama in the SEC, who? Mm. I would think Texas A&M. Um, schedule, really though, like Bama. Say again? The schedule, the roadies that they've got. It, it is. It's brutal. They they do go to Georgia and they go to LSU. Back to back um, weeks. Alabama and Auburn. Back to back week. Well, is it, I don't know. Is there a buy in between? I can't tell. No. no, you're right. It is back to back. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get Alabama and Auburn at home, so that's going to be a help. They they go to Clemson on the seventh. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not a conference right. game, but I I think what's going to happen. I think you're going to see a two loss team out of the SEC get into the playoffs. So. Uh, Alabama does have a much easier schedule um, in terms of you know who they play out of the East, but you know Florida, man, I'm just I can't go there either. Not, I, I'm not sold on Felipe Franks. I'm just mm-hmm. not. I like Dan Mullen, although I was in, in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl and they looked awfully good against Michigan, uh, and Franks looked a lot better. But um, you know Kentucky kind of had their shot last year. Uh, I'm just not sold. Somebody's going to have to step up at quarterback for LSU. I'm not sold on Ed Orgeron. See, so I, I like if, it, if it's not one of those two, I'm going to lean A&M. All right, Trent. 
For me, it is the Bayou Bengals. It, it's LSU. It is a combination. I mean, seemingly every year, they're devastated, not just with guys going to the NFL, but guys leaving early for the NFL. Not nearly the case. They have a quarterback back that's not great. See, I like Burrow. I think he's a placeholder. Are, yeah. He's fine. Is he going yeah. to go out and beat Alabama himself? No. No. He's not going to be that guy. But he is good enough. They're going to have to ugly it up. That's how they're going to have to do it. And because it's the SEC, there is a path for them, even with the loss early against Texas, though I do think they get the Longhorns in Week 2 to get there even with two losses. It's LSU for me. Schedule a part of it, Big 2. And if they get to November and they're sitting at 8-1, and one, look out. Mm. That Alabama-LSU game will be big again. Yeah, seemingly. Yeah, that Georgia game for A&M's the kicker in that. You're right. I mean, that's that's a tough ass. Oh, it's a really, really tough. How about week two? You just mentioned Clemson A&M. And here's Texas and LSU. Uh, hello. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with yeah. you, Trent. I'm going to go LSU. If, if not uh, Georgia or Alabama in the SEC, LSU. Let's move on. Let's do the big. Uh, I threw out. Ohio State and Michigan, I would guess that that would open the door for we're all going to jump over to a Big Ten West team, or maybe not. Trent, you go first. If not, Ohio State or Michigan, whom? I'm not going to go with any of them, and this is to get into the college football playoff, right? That's the game we're playing here, or just to... To to represent, yeah, to win the Big Ten. To win the Big Ten. Because all six teams outside of Illinois, kind of the same argument for all of them in the West... I don't like any of them that much. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I'm going Michigan State. Mm-hmm. A bounce back year for Sparty. Lewerke, we both loved him going yeah. into last year. Injuries and disappointment out of him. Go with Michigan State. D'Antonio seemingly bounces back every time. Sparty's my pick, even with the tough road schedule. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you, Trent. Um, I'll go second here, Bama. The roadies uh, at Northwestern, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, and uh, Rutgers. Um, yeah, you're right. We both love Lewerke. The running game, they got a true freshman in there that's going to take some uh, Hayward's uh, duties off. Scott's no longer there. I'm going Michigan State, Bama. What say you? Nebraska. Okay. Um, oh, boy. I, I like it. Well, I mean, I like Adrian Martinez with Scott Frost. Yeah, I do, too. I, this could be, a, could be a 10-win team, guys. Listen, they get Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa at home. There's no Michigan. There's no Penn State. Road games at Illinois, at Minnesota, at Purdue, at Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's a 10-win schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they – year, now, year one, I wouldn't like it. Right. Year two, Martinez is healthy. I mean, we, we know what Scott Frost has done with quarterbacks in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – if not, I, I like Ohio State. I'll put that out there. But I just, the, the, I think the other teams are just going to beat up each other and churn on one another. And you know, here's if Ohio State, they, I'm sorry, if Nebraska can pick off Ohio State or Wisconsin at home, uh, I really like their chances. And it's, again, it's the schedule. They don't, no Michigan, mm-hmm. no Penn State, and the toughest games they have are at home. Very manageable road schedule. They were due for one of these. Uh, look, we're going to know a lot more about Nebraska, I think. Speaking of week two, here we are again. Colorado, yeah. Nebraska, in week number two, is the, uh, uh, they will go to Folsom Field uh, to take on the Buffs. Trent, um, you're on record. Michigan State, I'm Michigan State. Bama's on Nebraska. We move to the Big 12, and we've tossed out Oklahoma and Texas. Will there be consensus amongst this threesome here? Trent, uh, you go first. Well, I believe this team will be playing in the Big 12 championship game, so I'm certainly going with them. It is the Iowa State Cyclones. Mm -hmm. The defense is elite. It's the best, certainly, in the Big 12. I think there's a gap there. I think the delineation, everybody says the Big 2 and everybody else, I think it's a Big 3 this season. I think Iowa State is right up there. I think they get Texas at home in November. Iowa State for me to get it done. Mm -hmm. Bama, what about you? 
I got to go with that as well. I mean, that you're right. The deep three, three, three preseason. Now I know this is not known for you know the conference that known for its defense, but three preseason all Big Twelve selections. Two of them on the defensive line. Um, it's a passing league. I get that. So, but if you can put pressure on the quarterback or you know affect the quarterback, mm-hmm. you don't have to sack him. You have to affect him. I mean, you can get a lot done in that league. I think it's a transition year for West Virginia and TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I do probably like. Texas, um, although I do I do agree, man. God, that Texas-Iowa State game looks really juicy right now. So I'm going to go Cyclones as well. Uh, if they can get enough offense, uh, which they should be able to in the Big 12, uh, as we said, not a not a big dominated league. I, I do like them to get to the, uh, to the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I, it's uh, we're all on the same team, guys. We're all on Iowa State in this uh, scenario. I'm with you. Uh, the back-to-back uh, roadies at West Virginia at Texas Tech, they're both down this year, but it is back-to-back roadies for them. That's a tricky part. Look, Will Greer brought West Virginia uh, to uh, Ames last year, and the Cyclones completely took uh, Will Greer out of that football game. That defense is legit, and I think that... Um, for that reason, I think it's going to be Iowa State, if there is a team, to crash that party. I think they do it. All right, so we're going to now limit it to one team because Clemson is just an overwhelming favorite in the ACC. Uh, we'll do likewise in the Pac-12, although maybe I should have put another team in the Pac-12, but I didn't, so here we are. If not Clemson, Bama Bob, in the ACC, whom? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to say Virginia Tech. Um, it's certainly not, you would think generally Florida State, but that, I just think that program is a mess. I mean, I do like BC coming off of last year. So, man, it's it just, it's so hard to pick because, mm-hmm. I mean, we know who it's going to be out <laughs> of that league. Um, I, you know what? I'll go Boston College. I just, I like what they did last year. Uh, I like the direction of that program. Um, but listen, it's Clemson. Uh, unless, Sure. Unless something happens to Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they're all playing for second place in that comp. Yeah, they are. Who did you identify, Trent? Well, it's funny. Speaking of Clemson, I was looking at Phil Steele's uh, unit rankings for each of the position groups. Here's Clemson. First in quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, <laughs> offensive line, Jeez. defensive line, defensive backs, second in linebackers, yeah. and first in coaching. Who is first in linebackers? Miami. Miami got him there. So the U had it. My pick, you can't pick anybody out of the Atlantic because Clemson's there, right? Right, right, right. So it's somebody pulling an upset in the ACC championship game, and that team is Virginia. Hmm. Really good really? defense. Mm. Gave up only 20 points per game a year ago. They were at a top level defensively. They return eight starters there. At the end of the season, they get Vatek at home. Certainly a feather in their camp to get to the championship game. I'm going off the board, and I'm going with the Cavaliers with Bronco Mendenhall. That is off the board, Trent. Um, Virginia, I haven't paid attention to them since Al Groh was there. They won eight games last year. Did they? Yeah, and they uh, played Notre Dame this season. I may have to take another look, closer look at Virginia. I went with Miami um, yeah. just because, as it's you mentioned. You. Yeah, you got to take a team out of the Coastal, and that's what I did. And I like this defense, so I was going to take Miami. Here's where we may get a little bit... Uh, uh, three different teams, and Bama, we'll start with you first of all. Uh, in the Pac-12, we took Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, we took Washington out of the <laughs> equation. Oregon's got a top five. I mean, the probably I don't know. Is Herbert the first quarterback off the board, or is Tua Herbert? Probably, maybe. Flip a coin. Yeah, I think probably it is Herbert. Tua. Um, yeah. So, but I took Washington off the board, and maybe that was unfair to do so. Uh, but that's who we did, and so we're going to go there. If not Washington, who will win the Pac-12? Bama, we'll start with you. 
Wow, this is a tough one because um, there's so there's there's teams that I, I I'm going to go Oregon just because of the quarterback. Uh-huh. And if you have a quarterback, what do you have? A, what do you have, Kenny? You got a chance, Bama. You got a chance. Um, they're going to open the season with Auburn and Dallas. We'll see a lot, know a lot more there. I really like. I mean, I want to say you know maybe UCLA with Chip Kelly in the second year. They were just so bad last year. Uh, the way that started, I don't know that they got enough. I do like USC. Um, you know, Stanford's always good, but I mean, if you're going to get, if you're going to let me pick somebody other than Washington, it's going to be Oregon. Trent, or- Oregon is the safe pick. I-, I get you there. I'm going with Utah. So am I. Oh yes, I, I like yeah, the Utes team. Go. Back to what I was talking about with Virginia. A really good defense for mm-hmm. the Utes. Schedule a lot better this year for them. And remember, they played for the title a year ago. Utah gets back there. Their this quarterback year. was injured last yes. year, Huntley. He's back this year. I think their running back was hurt most of the season as well. Moss, and he returns. Same thing. We're mm-hmm. on the same page. I like him. I, I yeah. think that uh, I think you. This can be fun. The game is the game of the year in the Pac-12. If we both think it's Utah, is Utah Washington? Maybe. Yeah. The game of the year in the in the Pac-12. November second, Iowa and Iowa State will be on a bye. Isn't that crazy? How about that, yeah, Bama? November second, both Iowa and Iowa State are off. That's crazy. Isn't it that something like an open weekend for you? Yeah. Five week for you too. Indeed. Um, so where's the Utah Washington game? Is that in? Yeah, it's in Seattle. It's in Seattle. Wow. Oh, it is in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah, I mean that's that's a good pick. I, I'm just for me, it's Oregon. Just again because of the quarterback. If if you took Oregon off, I would probably lean Utah. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna give me Oregon. Other than Washington, I'm probably going to take them. Uh, last thing, boys, we got. Do we have enough time to do this? We should save Notre 30 Dame. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, Bama. How many wins for Notre Dame this year? They won twelve football games last year. Do they get wow. the double digits this year? I think ten's the max they can do, guys. They got the road game at Georgia. They got a road game at Michigan. Trent already talked about. You know, they open with Louisville, New Mexico. Should give them a little momentum. Yep. Virginia at home, not easy. BC at home. You. you Virginia, Boston College, USC at home, Virginia Tech at home, Navy, um, I mean, at Stanford. Listen, they got, they're going to have to – there's a couple swing games in there. The Georgia game, I think, is really, really tough. Maybe they can go into Ann Arbor and beat Michigan. I just don't know where Harbaugh is. I mean, it's got it's time to put up or shut up with him. Uh, I don't know where that's going to happen. They did lose a lot of talent. Love Ian Book. I want to say 10 is the max that okay. you get to. I think nine's more likely. Uh, Trent, we've got ten seconds left. How many? Nine. Me too. Uh, nine. Uh, nine for Trent and I. Bama, great stuff, my friend. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Bama Bob. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy. Good to talk to you. Eleven o'clock hour next. Fourteen.